she bought that? The 70s one? No, oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> Bitch. You're listening to The Fitting Room with Brooke and Bachuga. Hello, Johnny, my love. Hi, Brooke. How are you? I'm good, honey. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Welcome back, everyone, to the Fitting Room Pod. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We this is like kind of a treat because, oh gosh, we normally record on Sundays, and we're actually back in the booth Thursday because I'm going to be out of town this weekend, and it's like. After not seeing you for so long and then now seeing you like twice in one week, I'm like, oh, this is just the best. <laughs> uh, I thought today was Wednesday. <laughs> well, it was, it was the holiday on Monday. So, I, okay. Yeah. That it's, makes sense. We're, we're a little turned around, but you know what? We're happy to be here, guys. But um, always unhinged. Oh, yeah. No, continually. <laughs> continually unhinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can promise you that. Uh, <laughs> so let's get to it. Wait, what's on your right. mind today? What tonight? is on my mind? What's going on? Okay, gosh, guys, there's a lot going on. In the fashion news, most importantly, I think that we talk about is the untimely passing of Andre Leon Talley, the famed Vogue creative director slash editor at large, was probably what he was most known for as Anna Wintour's confidant, right hand person like he was he was like the driving force did you read what she said you know I did read what she said it was brief and to the point and very Anna and I was happy to just kind of let it be and do my own sort of grieving and celebrating of his life you know just like revisiting old photos and old articles and videos of him like I think um I actually just played it like as we were doing the intro but you know there's that like famous famous line that he says that he's like (laughs) there is a famine of beauty my eyes are starving for beauty and I think Vera Wang is next to him right I think so yeah it's from the September issue the documentary I think that that is where it's from um which I really need to go back and revisit because that's such a good film as well as his the documentary on him which is gospel according to Andre yeah I had Which is also so good. The internet is a very interesting place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is like the overall theme, I think, of this podcast. Like, the, we're always the like, internet. the internet. <laughs> I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with the internet as a yeah. whole. Yeah. Uh, I the the day the the night that it was announced that he passed away, my assistant Yael was actually the first one to to text me. Oh my god! You and then you texted David and then and I, I texted yes, yeah, you yes, texted with our the group. TMZ. I couldn't um, believe it. I yeah. At my desk doing billing for my last project, like my wrap out, like you guys buried were... in Excel, and then I got the text, and I was like, "What?" I had just woken up from a nap because <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those. I I don't even know. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know what day we're in. Um, yeah. The other day, I had an, a very important appointment. I showed up to the office, and uh, they were like, "Oh, sir, you're a day early," and I'm like. <gasps> Are you kidding me? It's not oh my gosh, really? whatever day we're in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh. It's irrelevant. Time is well, irrelevant. Time I'll is, yeah. Stop it, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas is here in the studio with us, you guys. Um, and he has died the most 
beautiful shade of pink I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, it's like a true, I don't even want to say Barbie pink because I think there's a little more purple here. <laughs> but he, um, he's he got a lot of spunk today. You might hear him. <laughs> I think he's hungry. I think He's I, probably hungry. It's a little late. It's, yeah. we're, we're recording again. On not our normal day and also not our normal time. time. No, but uh, okay. So going back to the to uh, Andre. absurdity of the internet oh, first. Uh, the yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, the the night he passed away, I started doing a bunch of research, you know, and like you also revisiting some of his just classic quips. And yeah. it, what astonished me the most was... Uh, you know how just he was so brilliant what a brilliant man but people's comments you know i i i i compiled a slide uh, a slide of uh of just his best lines and his yeah. best reactions and yeah. uh, people started commenting and someone was like um oh what a what a what a interesting fascinating figure you know a king uh self-educated etc and i'm like he wasn't self-educated he was he he attended brown university he, yeah he did uh, he got his master's at brown yes mm -hmm. in uh french literature yep. he wrote his thesis on i found this fascinating he wrote his thesis on um the influence of black women on baudelaire yep I'm like, well, I love that. Like yeah. only, you know, uh, and then in another interview, he's, he, his, I couldn't find this clip in particular, but it's Andre Leontali in, um, he's backstage at a John Galliano show. I think it was for spring, summer, 1994, which if you guys are to anyone listening, I beg of you, please look at that show. It is life changing. <laughs> Uh, but Andre Leon Talley, they're, they're, they're asking him, they're like, so what, what do you make of John, you know? And uh, Andre's like, the man is destitute. He has no money. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, and then and another one where they ask Andre uh, what he makes of fashion. What is mm -hmm. it? And, and, and the question is, do you think that fashion is art? And Andre is like, art? No, not at all. He's like, art is blood, sweat, and tears. It is hard work. It is not glamorous. And that was his raison d'etre, you know? I, he he left behind such a, to, I think, like a vacuum of knowledge, mm -hmm. you know? And, and this is why, you know, and then so I posted those clips because I felt that I was inspired by them. But people started questioning if he had a documentary or where he was from. And I'm like, interesting. There's, th this is what I think Andre exemplified, you know, his, his almost, he was a walking encyclopedia, but mm -hmm, he be was because he took the time to really delve into the research and the passion. And he himself said it, he's like, no one was impressed or, or I mean, no one listened to me because I was a, a black man from the South. They were, they listened to me and they paid attention to what I said because I knew what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. And there, that, that there's so much power in knowledge as cliche as that sounds, you know, it's like, no, absolutely. It's what we're told as kids, you know, knowledge is power because no matter your social status, no matter your upbringing, there was a really funny story uh, that he said in, in a later interview about 
this he had just returned from college and uh he grew up a southern baptist he was going to church with his mom mm-hmm. and he was draped in this fabulous black velvet coat that had these gold embroidered uh like tassels and his mom was ashamed of him mm-hmm. so his mom was like you know what no you're I'm going to walk behind you. You're going to yeah. or not be seen with you while you enter church wearing that. And what I loved the most was his response to that. He said, "My mom was doing her best. Mm-hmm. God bless her. She was she was doing her best." And it was so difficult to find an interview where he didn't talk about someone else. Yeah. That's what I loved yeah. about him. He mm-hmm. like he really exalted the wearer and the person and i wonder if he ever got tired of speaking uh, of speaking about diana vreeland oh my gosh you know? <laughs> like, well so uh, this was oh goodness when was this it was mm-hmm. i take personal clients um in san francisco i have a couple private clients up there so um what i do sometimes is you know shop here in la and then you know, instead of flying up with so many clothes. I don't know how you do that, dude. It's just traveling with in that sort of like way of work. It's it's, it's really hard. And part of me, I love being in the car. I love driving. And I love <laughs> I love podcasts. I also mm, love music and mm-hmm. what have you. But you're good I, at keeping up with a lot of those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's like it's easy for me. I don't know why. But this was a while ago and I was going to see a client in San Francisco and had, you know, shopped all the week before and packed my car and was driving and I was just hitting the road and I was like you know what am I going to listen to and I thought you know what I'm going to listen to Andre Leon Talley's book <gasps> uh, The Chiffon Trenches uh-huh. on audiobook like that could be so fun and and so I downloaded it quick as I was at Starbucks mm-hmm. <laughs> I get waiting for my coffee in the drive through I downloaded it and he narrates it oh, and I'm telling you that. 10 w- more than that 1,000 million billion times out of 10 recommend. It is so fun. And the way that he speaks, he has the most like... His cadence. The cadence is just, it's it's musical. It's quirky. It's it's so Andre. There was, oh wait, can I interject? Oh no, please, please. Um, I was watching this interview. I, the Chiffon Trench, I, uh, I need to... You, you have to read I it. Will, I will. I you, will. And uh, truly, we must. I must. Truly, do the audiobook. It is such a treat. I don't know why I said we, as if Lucas well, and I were going to read. No, well, you and Lucas and literally everyone that listens to this podcast that hasn't read <sighs> or listened to it yet. I can't wait. You just gave you, me a brilliant idea. Oh my gosh. Anyway, no, I wanted to talk about his like his speech at Oxford, uh, oh, where yep. he's like sat in this like job, this gorgeous like silk kimono, and he starts his. Well, no, <laughs> he. He's talking about Marlena Dietrich and how she stood out mm-hmm. in um, as an actress, and you know, he's uh, he's funny. It's just I'm just like what? But he turns to the audience or the students, and he's like, "Self-invention is important." And then he looks at someone. He's like, "For hats are important." And I'm like, he did that throughout every. <laughs> I think he's hungry for sure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but he he did that throughout his every every appearance that he made like it, it was as if he were just I don't think he was of this earth like I don't in my, I'm like I, you're not I don't know br- what a brilliant and then it was like 
I, I, I'm so astounded by scary genius people because I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm like, yeah. yo, you must not. Like, what do you, first of all, how do you perceive color? You know that people, we don't, not, no, mm-hmm. no two people perceive colors the same way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder what that, I wonder what Andre's, how, how his mind just like worked. No, absolutely. You and know? the way that he oh. just like looked at fashion and just his, his attention to detail, one, is like world renowned. Like yeah. almost every single designer that was interviewed for, September issues, gospel that he talked about in chiffon trenches. Everyone, everyone has said um, that basically, like as an editor, he, of course, which we've just been talking about, was like the most educated, knew exactly what he was talking about, would look at something coming down the runway and know every single reference that a designer had pulled from for a specific piece. Mm-hmm. He, he just knew. He knew so much. He knew so much. He was so educated and so smart. And just there was something really interesting to me uh, and kind of same, I'm sure, as you. And it's just like, how how does someone's brain work like that? It's so it's just magical. It's absolutely magical. And um, kind of like going back to, you know, kind of him talking about other people and how many times can he talk about Deanna Vreeland? Um, in the chiffon trenches, it's, it kind of got to a point where it was like almost comical where I was like, okay, (laughs) how many times is he going to say Carl Lagerfeld? He talks about Carl and guys, the tea is piping hot. It is so good. He talks about Carl. He talks about, of course, he talks about Anna. He talks about, you know, Yves Saint Laurent. Like He called Anna a colonial dame. Um, yes, he did. You know? <laughs> I yes, think he did. That was it's it's interesting because in the, in an interview that he was doing with Charlie Rose and I think it was 2013, mm-hmm. Charlie asks him, you know, what what do you make of being black? And at that moment, he was like, no, I've never, it's never been, you know, a thing of mine, but he was still at Vogue, you mm-hmm. know? I, I think he just, I feel like he just woke up one day, you know? Because there were rumors at his, during his later life that he wasn't, that he was broke, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, this and is, it's like, it's so sad. I Did you see the thing so... Mm-hmm. It was actually a really interesting article. Um, it came out, I believe it was last year. Um, he, Manolo Blahnik, he and Manolo Blahnik were famously very close. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Leon had said, in, definitely in Chiffon Trenches, I heard it. And then, of course, I think in many other interviews. But he talks about, you know, in every single fitting that he had for any photo shoot, whatever, mm-hmm. there was always a pair of Manolo Blahniks. Mm-hmm. And almost exclusively Manolo Blahniks. It was his favorite shoe. He and Manolo were best friends. They were super, super close. And then later in life, it must have been about 12 years ago, maybe more than that, the business partners of Manolo Blahnik had bought a house in upstate New York, had made an agreement with Andre, like, okay, we're going to buy this house in White Plains and you can live here. And they almost like invested it to, in it together. Okay. And so a couple years ago, the two gentlemen, it's a husband, you know, it's a couple, it's two husbands, mm-hmm. basically 
tried to evict Andre from this house, uh, saying that they, you know, that they had been owed like thousands of dollars that he wasn't paying them, you mm-hmm. know, quote unquote rent that they were due. Um, and there's just like this big like lawsuit that was kind of happening. And I believe it's still go. I mean, it was still going on when he passed. But it's really interesting. This article, it talks really about, you know, just the finances behind fashion, um, which was really interesting. And he kind of goes over it a little bit in Chiffon Trenches, where it's like, you know, in the fashion industry, if you're hired as, you know, a market editor, an accessories editor, even like contributing editor. Sorry, can I interject for a second? Oh, please. Yeah. The, uh, the Andre Leon Talley and Charlie Rose interview is from 2003, not, oh. 2000, not 2013. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Got but because um, it, it is, I, it, you know, it's important to know the timeline when he was at Vogue because of yes. yeah, these finances. Because the finances. He, he said that he had reached a glass ceiling at Vogue mm-hmm. and that and he That's screwed, why he left. Yeah. And. He got screwed so many times out of financial deals and branding and marketing because he was not that guy. But yeah, I please go ahead. Oh, yeah. So um, long story short, um, they kind of go over just, you know, the the finances behind being Mm -hmm. in the fashion industry Mm -hmm. where it's hard. Guys, Making <laughs> if, money you didn't, this... if you didn't know already, <laughs> specifically even on the publication side, because, you know, these editors who are expected to go to shows and, you know, pull all the information for the pieces that, you know, are marketed in these magazines and written about in these magazines, I think like starting salary for like a market editor, I think I saw was like, what was it? I want to say it was $25,000 a year or something insane. It's like, that's not a living wage. The idea behind that, you know, these editors are often getting flown to shows by designers. They're getting free accessories and, and, you know, clothing in exchange for maybe writing about a piece or giving a good review. That's why the role of an editor historically has been relegated to aristocrats Mm -hmm. and to socialites. Because they can afford. Because they can afford to live on a meager wage because they come from money. You Absolutely. know, and and muses too. I'm always fascinated by by, by, by the house's muse <laughs> because. Oh my god! Yes. You know, um, Andre hung out with Carl yep. and, and Yves Saint Laurent, yep. and he was best friends with like uh, Paloma, Catru, and and mm-hmm. Lulu, Lulu de la Falaise. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. These women were just they just hung out and. I mean, like the Halston didn't really you know? work. Yeah, yeah, but they inspired mm-hmm. these men around them, which were all gay. Uh, to <laughs> make, they were to, yes to make were. to were. make beautiful art. You yeah. know, my my Chelsea, Chelsea and I were talking about this the other day. What is it about being gay? in fashion that allows you know this could be a, an interesting thing to discuss at a later date because i i do want to go back to the to the financial uh aspect of this business where if you're not in control of the production and if you're not in control of if you don't own the product that you're selling mm-hmm. it can be very difficult to make money in fashion yeah so uh I, I mean, I, I, I witness it all the time. You know, it's like with Pechuga, for example, it's become such a niche market that I'm I'm so happy that I can have pieces sell for three, four, five thousand dollars. You know, yeah. the Issey Miyake Bustier will go up on sale 
because it has to be sold. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is why I also have to walk with trepidation because to what at what point, you know, am I doing something? You know, we were talking about it uh, before with how we ask for budgets and how we how much of our time is invested in our clients, mm-hmm. you know, and how much we believe in them. And yeah, it I I was and I'm, you know, going back to to Andre's case. It must have been Andre was the he he was Andre before social you know before social media like oh absolutely yeah he was quintessentially him editors ruled the world (laughs) oh my god editors ruled the world like Anna Winter at at one point because I don't think she does not have the power that she once used to have no no I don't um. I think we see it. Um, I think a lot of what I am enjoying in fashion right now is sort of the the taking down of these systems that are not only antiquated, but also I think Andre must have realized that at a point that the industry that he was in was never for him. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a black man from the South. And he said it himself time and time and again, and that he faced a lot of racism. And I wonder if, like, I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm very, you know what? One thing that upsets me too, almost selfishless, selfish of me to say, I'm, I'm so sad I never got to meet him. Oh, I just texted <laughs> a friend of mine. I'm so sad. No, a friend <laughs> slash client of mine last, was it last night or so two nights ago, right after you had texted me. And of course I posted and, you know, just like a, a little thing on stories. But my friend messaged me and was just like, hey, I saw your stories. I can't believe, you know, we lost such a figure. Yeah. I thought you would enjoy this and sent me a mm-hmm. photo or a photo, a video of him with Andre. Oh wow. And he's yeah, my my client is a filmmaker and he was with Andre and an actress and it was just like the three of them like having this like really special moment that mm-hmm. had been, you know, filmed and so you know, my friend that had sent this to me and I was just like, "Oh my god." And I was like, "You know, after listening to Chiffon Trenches, like he was he's always been like He's always been the one for me. Like, I, I'm such a fan of his. And then recently having listened to Chiffon Trenchers, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, if I ever, 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 ever get the opportunity mm. just to, like, meet him and just, you know, it's like, what what do you say? Or, like, what yeah. do you... you hey, know, what's up, like, Wander? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Monsieur Tally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and always. it's like, what do you... like? What mm-hmm. what would you do in that moment? And then I was just like, you know, I'm just so sad that I'll never get the chance to right. one meet him and two just thank him. How would you honor his legacy? As I want to say, because I wanted to, I want to move on to. Other well, things, I have some ideas. Tell me, and I don't, I can't say them out loud because okay. I don't want them to get stolen. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, mine is pretty easy, so I can say mine. Okay. Yes. Say yours. Deep down, how we honor someone like him? Yes. Is to. Be more passionate. Yes. Oh, I mean, of course. And to do the research, to read, to educate yourself, to educate others around you. Yeah. You know? Gosh, the education stuff. It really actually made me think a lot about you because he was, uh, again, the walking encyclopedia of fashion and just like nothing got past him. Nothing. There wasn't. There wasn't a more educated person in fashion in the room when you were Uh, with him. Voila. Like even like I think it was in I think it was in Gospel According to Andre 
they're interviewing Anna Wintour and and she says something like, you know, I, I've learned so much from Andre because he knows everything. She was like, and when we first started out, like she, she didn't really she was just a regular editor like she there was she was not involved in fashion at all Mm -hmm. before she started her story is so wild but um anyways yeah it's 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 reading more it's edu it's just like learning as much as you can it's studying the stuff that excites you it's it's living your passions yeah and he did that so well what i loved the well, okay, okay. Well, first of all, why can't you tell us how you're going to honor? Um, because it's uh, it's going to be creative. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you and need hopefully, any help. hopefully you will see it soon. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. But in in addition that. to obviously, yeah. like it is so funny though, because I I was like, oh man, I was like, he did really just like. He just knew so much. And it's like, you know, and we keep we were really laughing about it last episode where, you know, I was like, oh, you're so good at like reading and studying and oh, doing yeah. you know, whatever. And it's like I watch TV and like movies. And I was like, you know, I really should. Like I used to love to read and do all of those things. And I thought, yeah, like it, it, it sort of inspired me. Yeah. Again, to just kind of be like, let's let's get a little more. You know. uh, that's not a bad idea. I feel not like not at all. Not uh, at all. Learning more, uh, making yourself a better person. Mm-hmm. You're not only making yourself a better person. I feel like you're almost doing society a favor. Well, oh, for sure. Because knowing your facts and you know now we call them receipts. Receipts. Um, <laughs> having those receipts is what is really gonna take you to the next level. You know, I think that one one thing I also admired about. Andre was how servicorial he was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I am doing y'all a favor yeah. by teaching y'all oh, for about sure. what I know. You know, yeah, and, and the confidence too. That the that, confidence, the confidence that comes along. Have with that, a drop of oh my god, oh my god, just like. I just, yeah, I mean, what uh, what a we special. Could on, we could literally talk about this man forever. I, I made notes. <laughs> I have three fucking pages of oh, notes. An ode here. to Andre. Truly. And, you know, just like all of this stuff, like just his story was so crazy. Like, yeah, he was, he majored in French lit at North Carolina Central University through a friend went to like a fashion show, a teeny fashion show in, you know, I think at the college there and met Carrie Donovan, the like famed Vogue editor, Carrie Donovan, who most of you might know from, remember the old, old Navy ads? She was where it was like, they would like pose like a fashion show and she was always there with the big black glasses. Very like Iris Apfel. Like she's like iconic. Mm -hmm. Um, But he met Carrie Donovan and she was like, honey, if you want to be in this industry, you have to get to New York. Yeah. And so luckily he, I can't remember what his job was, but he had a small job. He had a little money saved away, got himself to New York, um, secured an inter- an internship with Dion at Met, which mm-hmm. at that point it was in the 70s. So it was like right as Met Galas were starting to come along. And he was at the Fashion Institute helping her. He basically, like he, he talks about kind of just like coming in and, you know, she was just completely enamored with him because he knew what he was talking about. He knew his history. Like he he could speak French. It was like literally everything that like just he exuded that sort of like 
fashion enigma. Do you know what I mean? It's just like he was so fucking cool. Yeah. And everyone was obsessed with him. And they were like, who is this kid from North Carolina? See, and this is where I think because of the perspective that he brought in, you know, yeah. I think that uh, fundamentally we need people of color in every single part of this industry because the way that going back to his uh, his thesis, the the impact that black women had on Baudelaire, on Baudelaire why? Yeah. You know, I want to know why now. I, no, for you know? sure. And I was thinking, I was talking about this to the Omadis, you know, I'm like, we need that perspective. You mm-hmm. know, I need to, I want to know why Versace's Miami collection worked. Yeah. I'm fascinated to to reinterpret that in, in, in modern in our modern day, totally. you know, I was like, I was. We need those intellectuals asking, yeah. asking the wild questions, the ridiculous, absurd yeah. questions. We yeah. need, I, you know, going back to the last podcast, I think that we need more absurd. We mm-hmm. need more. We need the weird. We need the glam. Like I want, I want, <laughs> I want more fantasy. You yeah. know, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of this reality. And we I love think, the grandiose. Yeah. There's nothing sexier than an intelligent person. Oh my God. You know? So if you're sexy, well dressed, and you're weird, come on. Like Call what? Us. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas needs a new daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> or a daddy, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, no. Okay, Brooke, I've been dying to ask you this, though. Oh my okay. God. Um, you're the menswear buff, you okay. know, between us. Yes. Um, I. Have been dying to know your thoughts on the latest fall 2002 menswear mm-hmm. collection, in particular Louis Vuitton. What do you think? Oh, guys! I saw it today. Yeah, I love certain aspects of it. The yeah. tapestry, the textures, but oh my like, God. what are you? Well, here we are again, kind of you know talking about um something that's sad, but Virgil Abloh passed. A few months ago. So this collection actually is his last uh, collection for Louis Vuitton. So technically it's posthumous. It was interesting viewing the collection because, you know, knowing that he's passed and it's still very much his Louis Vuitton. um, I loved it. It was it was really for me even way more so than the show that they um, that they had in Miami over Art Basel. Oh, this there was just something really beautiful about the music and the staging and the set design was so cool. And I think Tyler, the creator was involved like musically. Like I think he Mm. did the music for the show, which was really fucking cool. But as far as the clothes, Louis Vuitton has always sort of been like hit and miss for me. Like there've been maybe not more so like collections that I've loved, but definitely like pieces. Um, But there's something it just maybe it's just the day, maybe it's just hitting me the right way today. But I woke up this morning and I looked at the show and I just thought, oh my god, this is it. Yeah. And it's just so it's so bittersweet, like yeah. knowing that this was his last for the house. And um, some of the pieces are just, oh my god, incredibly beautiful. And you said that it was. His team that had who? Yeah. How was it presented? So, um, so basically, you know, they had the show, and then it said, um, at, on the review for Vogue, uh, it says at the end, you know, the entire design team came out. Oh. Obviously, you know, at the 
at the end of a fashion show, the designer usually comes out, runs down the runway, hugs whoever he wants, high fives, receives accolades. Um, but obviously, since Virgil is no longer with us, the, the entire design team came and received a standing ovation for the show, That's which so is just like, dang. oh, my God, it like makes me like want to tear up. Yeah, it's right. So, so sweet. But um, yeah, like getting to the clothes. First of all, you know that I'm a sucker for suiting. Yeah, which I am starting to. I'm starting to love suiting Yee! on women because of you. For oh my god! I'm like okay, okay. truly, like yeah. if I could wear a suit every single day, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, even though, uh, lol, last week I was like, oh, I live in a t-shirt and jeans. Like it's either it's it's either t-shirt and jeans or suiting for me. Ah, like okay, I, I'm not really like a dress kind of girl. Um sometimes skirts rarely but oh my god there's just something really fucking cool about suiting and just like the way a piece can be tailored i'm just obsessed yeah obsessed with suiting so vuitton had good suiting oh my god there the suiting was impeccable and the colors were really interesting there was this um you know teal velvet suit oh, that they showed which with like a baggier like wide leg trouser it took my breath away. Yeah. You guys, it's the show. There's this brown suit that they showed with like a purple undershirt and like a purple tie. Again, there was this like um, with like a wide, wider leg trouser, which I'm very into at the moment as far mm-hmm. as like suiting goes. But what's really interesting on some of the pieces specific to the blazers, there's this cool like sort of like intersection, like weave almost on the lapel, like where the lapel sort of meets the button. Wow. Um, And there was a lot of sort of like embellishment, like really cool crystal work. Um, Some of the models were wearing uh, like crystallized earpieces with the Louis Vuitton logo. It almost looks sort of like a, almost like a Bluetooth or like a sort of like a headphone, like over the ear headphone, but it was just covering the ear it was so fucking cool um and then another really interesting thing that they did was incorporated um art within the textiles i saw that so yeah there's some really beautiful suiting that they kind of um you know incorporated some old paintings into and then maybe one of my favorite pieces in the collection is a full and i'm telling you full head to toe floral suiting look yeah it's um like a long like almost like car coat with a matching trouser floral boot a floral hat and a floral bag it it's like it's that thing of where it's like oh florals for spring how interesting but but it's like oh florals for fall (laughs) are you fucking yes yes it's like it's very like grandmother's wallpaper but in like the best way in the best way. I am fully obsessed with this collection. It is so stunning. There was a time where I would exclusively wear Grandma Glam. Uh, yes. And uh, I was younger. A, a favorite was, aesthetic. I was, <laughs> I was young, okay? Um, Why aren't we doing... You gotta get back into that. Well, okay, I feel like there's a certain time frame. I mean, I, I don't know. For my, I'm only speaking for myself, you know, I... There's a certain flair that you kind of need to, to. Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm. Sh- I'm like, how do I say this? Shooting myself in the foot. I just don't like it anymore. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't think that like I'm age appropriate. You know. I feel like. Oh really? 
I feel like I'm even with like Gucci now, and like Gucci is very grandma glam. I would say maybe because it's been it's it's, it's, it's just, been so it. much. Yeah, yeah, like like the big rhinestones, and I'm like I I I was wearing sequins. Um, when I was thrifting, you know, I think yeah. it was like 2010, 2009. I was like wearing, you know, and then that's where I learned that uh, the best beadwork is still to this day done in India. Um, but Grandma Glam was my shit. Like I the, love that. Like the wallpaper, like print. I'm like, yep. yeah, with like the the colored jeans. I Oh my God. I, I love it. Colored and the, the, jeans. Yeah, like mustard, <laughs> bright red, you know, blues. This was like at the height of like, you know, Top Man was, was the yeah. place where you go to just get your you of know, course, of and course. then and then I would like I I would pair that with Grandma's newspaper tapestries, jacquards, and Mamie Pink. Uh, what is Mamie Pink? It's the pink that uh, Dwight Eisenhower's wife <laughs> <laughs> made popular. <laughs> Our in, first lady in the fifties, but this, is, like, <laughs> hey, that's the, the irony that I'm not even from this country. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How did? Like, I don't know. But that. it's like, but <laughs> it's, um, it, it's just like it's like this baby soft pink that like literally swept the nation to the point where uh, I think of like Jackie O's famous pink suit bitch but i mean jackie o never it wasn't uh, inspired pink. appliance colors you know what i mean like people yeah. were buying their fridges in maybe pink like that Whoa. was come on Whoa. like can we pl- I, that just gave me a brilliant idea <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> no but <laughs> Casa. but lately lately oh that's actually a thing yeah we're not, but lately um I know we're like c- c- completely going off topic with the uh, the grandma glam and whatnot, but no, uh, it's all relative. I do love same same with you. I I'm not. I feel like the balance between you and I is that again, you are the one that keeps up. You look at things that are current. You look at uh, television series that are you know pertinent and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I'm always regressing. You know, in and and. Not in the way of like the golden age of thinking, because that's yeah. a huge fallacy. And I don't. Once I learned about it, I was like, oh, let me not adhere to that, you know, <laughs> because of it's not no, we yeah, whatever. But I love. Um, I'm very nostalgic driven. Yeah, which is I think. Yeah, you know, and our love for certain nostalgic thing, like oh, for sure, is what makes us better better together i know better, uh, anyway, better <laughs> i was together. i was singing your praises before you came i was like she keeps up you know to, to david i was like she watches television she is obsessed <laughs> with pop culture oh my god well that's really sweet of you to say yeah um i <laughs> well okay with all that being said are there any other men's oh my god okay that... so bianca saunders okay. uh, also showed i think it was yesterday today's thursday i think she showed yesterday and for um, our fellow listeners uh who don't know who bianca saunders is oh so bianca I. saunders e. oh wait you don't know who bianca saunders is please impart okay so bianca saunders is a designer from london okay she recently has sort of been put on the on the map um her menswear is fucking incredible yeah what makes her stand out um her tailoring she Mm -hmm. 
she incorporates sort of this like I hesitate to use the, use the word whimsy because I think it be it can be thrown around I a little whimsy, bit. Though. But I love whimsy. Yeah, and she, same. And she'll do like really. What kind of whimsy do you like though? There what, are oh well for me okay so like specific to Bianca right uh-huh. so the whimsy for her is like all in her tailoring. Okay. And so her main thing is like you know in interviews is talking about her clothes are best shown in movement and sh- her uh-huh. her focus is basically like movement men's bodies in movement Interesting. and so the way that she tailors her clothing yeah. is to accentuate yeah. certain body parts like on a man in movement got it so you know she'll do she'll dart in places that like you don't normally dart in and she'll like pull like a wa- she'll nip in a waist to like you know accentuate like a hip like she does really fucking cool um just like little things that you know you might not just like catch easily like on a rack or on the eye but like on a body you immediately hone in on those like little details see this is where i find you fascinating because men don't inspire me men's shapes do not inspire me yeah but if you look like okay so guys david has some photos of her collection pulled up for us go to that first look david it's the black and white patterned one so she did these really this really cool shit like off the back like at the waist where she like nipped in the back to almost create like an exaggerated hip which of course men don't normally have you know they're Mm -hmm. not hiply (laughs) it doesn't make sense to do that right but she she, and with her like so for instance on look one if you guys want to reference this on vogue runway look one bianca saunders this fabric that she started she made this fabric like this is it's all her which is fucking rad i love innovation in this manner oh my god this is so her too and this is like really what she's known for is you know her attention to detail her tailoring and her use of fabric so this print it's really trippy when you're looking at it because it draws your eye to places on the body that you're not normally like drawn to. So it's like a forearm or like a knee. It's like weird. Like it's really kind of it fucks with your brain a little bit. Um, and I just think that she's the coolest. And again, guys, color. She's been using this like beautiful, like bright, bright, like cerulean blue. You see it in the shoes. There's like one like main suit that she has. There's a turtleneck outfit. Oh, my God. And I think there might be even like a puce green um, that she did as well. Is this the blue you're referring yeah, to? Yeah, it's that bright David, fucking. It's it's no, just like the most beautiful. Brighter. Yeah. That. Yes. That Guys. sort of reminds me of Eve Klein blue. Yes. It's it's so similar. Yeah. It's like the Eve Klein blue. And then there's also she does like a lighter version of it. But oh, my God. I want to eat it. Yeah. It's <clears> it's just so fucking cool. It's just it's just like cool. She's quintessential cool. And okay. it, I'm just really excited by her. I've been yeah. excited. Um, I've been excited by her for the last like few collections. And then it's I'm just so there. It's there's the puce green. It's a puce green like pusey leather suit and it's like the guy the model has sort of this like Ramones haircut it I just I want to see it I'm excited by it I'm she's she's just like it just feels so fresh how did she rise to prominence how did she's been like I said I think I believe this is her fourth uh her fourth show i I think it was last year or the year before she won the Andem Prize, um, which is is sort of like 
Paris's or France's version of like the CFDA. Okay. It's a prize that they not they basically award to emerging designers that, you know, are basically like doing the coolest shit. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, I think she is. Um, but yeah, it's just it's fresh and cool and I she's just she's one she is one to watch okay quote unquote yeah. one to watch no it makes sense um, yeah okay so this is actually one of my favorite pieces I'm glad that we're kind of like ending on this David's like scrolling through the show so if you look at look 27 um, this has Kuzma written all over it by Laura you think so absolutely yeah, yeah. okay so look at the sleeve detail yeah. so at the cuff it's just like it's a little unexpected. It just kind of like to the like immediate eye. It's kind of like, oh, okay, it's a guy and he's wearing a scarf and a red sweatshirt and like a trouser. Mm-hmm. But it's like the more you look at it, the little like the sleeve detail is so fucking cool. Like that, like sort of that like blouse on like, you know, cuff detail is more so I think found in women's wear. You don't really like see that very often in men's wear. I love it. And then it, it's like taking street style and like turning it on its head a little bit. And like the trousers perfectly cut. It's got a fresh white sneaker, which we love. Um, I, yeah, I'm obsessed with her. Mm. I'm obsessed with her. But mm-hmm. something that I want to ask. <laughs> okay. Because I have my opinions. Yeah. Um, so the last show of the day today uh-huh. was Rick Owens. <laughs> And I know that you love Uncle Rick. <laughs> I know that you are an Uncle Rick stan. You know, he... So, talk to me. I... What do you think? I think he's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, same, yes. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the way that you're inspired by this uh, blue song uh, mm-hmm. detailing on the... Uh, on a sweatshirt. On a sweatshirt. <laughs> I, yeah. I I can't. I just. I'm so fascinated with the way that other people's minds work, you know. And I mean, like something so small like that. And I see how happy it makes you. Yeah. And I'm like, I love that. I. That's what I love. This is what I love hanging. Like now, it just feels like we're hanging out, you know. <laughs> to me, Rick, this the the references. Our prince of darkness. You know the reference. <laughs> <laughs> the re- the references to Comme des Garçons, um, Spring Summer 1997 show, yep. the lumps and bumps. This, yeah, David, go back. Yeah, that, yes, know? that look, is the one. Look number five. This is yeah, look five, guys. You know, holy shit! It's like I, uh, and, and I've I've been fortunate to, uh, to see uh, lumps and bumps, uh, <gasps> Comme des Garçons, and to know how those pieces are made, and then it's just like I find Rick and and Ray. You know, very interesting figures, and each with their unique voices. Um, as I mean, he's a, Rick is a mainstay, I think, at, at this point, and mm, mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. I, I had a client visit the other day, and she was the type to wear, um, you know, like like the crop bombers, bandeau, baggy jeans, ski things that we were like not into the other day, <laughs> uh-huh. and I. Uh, I was in the office. I'd, I, I seeing you know it's like seeing her come in. I was inspired. I was like, mm. what, what, tell me, what, what, what are you about right now? You know, yeah. I, I know her, but I was like, what, what are you about now? What, what, what are you doing next month? You know, and she was like, well, I'm going to celebrate my my birthday in in Miami. You know, and I'm like Versace, come, of course. Girl. I'm like come. So I like started throwing shit on her, and I'm like, 
And then I, I put this crop bomber on her that the Omaris just made. And <gasps> we named it on the spot. We called it the Tubo Bomber. And I was like, the Tubo Bomber needs Rick. And her fate, I was like, and I was like, oh, God, I just, this is why women are so inspiring. Like, um, I just, I threw on a, a Rick skirt on her mm-hmm. and immediately it was just like who who, who the fuck are you who is this yeah. and where is she going so, oh yeah i love that game you know oh, i love it and i think that i think that with uh to me it's it's the power of of storytelling you know and yeah there are some things that i that, <laughs> that i'm like oh my god like the urine tank top oh yeah the, the urinal yeah yeah the urinal uh what was the other one it says um oh shit it's got like an, a, another like fun text on it yeah you know he i mean i wouldn't call urinal fun like uh, yeah, <laughs> no but i mean it's like kind of saying for me right uh I think it's sort of like it's such gay cosplay. I was gonna say it's like a cheeky <laughs> wink. It's a cheeky wink to the boys. It's like, hey, pee on me. Yeah. I'm like, bruh, you're in Paris. Have some fucking like, uh, well, you know. But I'm curious to know what um, Andre would have thought of this collection. By the way, you know, there are there are elements that I fucking love. The first. tailoring is insane, you guys. The, it's just oh, the, the construction, the harness, what that that like plexiglass oh, yep. harness that he made. Yep. Uh, um, wait, can we talk about? <laughs> and it looks like YSL. Um, can we talk about the it? tungsten lights on yeah. the helmets and the hats? And uh, but he, I love it. It's like self-illuminating because yeah. the 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 fabric that he uses to it's like reflective. It's reflective, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I mean, yeah, a lot of and and this is there what I go. love. There we go. Subhuman, inhuman. Owens Corp. Is you that know what this called? reminds me of? Moschino. Really? He, yeah, Moschino did these. This is look number thirty-seven, by the way. Yeah, Moschino did this dress, this, this print where they wrote, and I want to say this was before Jeremy's time. They wrote just a bunch of like sayings on it like Mm -hmm. this and it was black it was dark but it was fun it was like uh the text was on time or part you know things like like just Mm -hmm. irrelevant things but yeah yeah there's especially now with the way that we're consuming fashion um everyone's a critic you know oh for sure hello me and yeah (laughs) But and I think that that's like you know you go you, you right now you're like oh I wonder what Andre would have said about this yeah I think that what I loved about him the most he always said there you go doesn't that remind you of it kind of does you yeah. see yeah look at that yeah you know on time take your time like oh we're looking at these I'm, I'm great now I have to look I have to buy these hold on what. Well, one, Rick is known for, I mean, his tailoring, his coats, the coats. Oh, God, the coats are so beautiful. Um, but also, more so in the last, like, few years, people have been really gagging over, the his, boots. over his boots and mm-hmm. his footwear. So what did yeah. you think about the shoes? In this particular collection or, yeah. in, or like, in just in general? No, like in this one, because I think, um, is it the Kiss boot? Looked like it had been updated like a little bit. And then there's also, you know, we were just talking about like Kanye. You know, Kanye's been wearing these like big, like oversized sort of like moto boots. And Rick showed and like kind of early on and throughout the collection. But they're sort of these like big, almost like, 
you know, rain boot looking, um, just like flat boots for men. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And the, if I'm the, gonna wear a ridiculous anything on my feet, it's gonna be like, yeah, flying fish gear. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Which Vivian Westwood and Andreas, like a galosh, Andreas Kronthaler just came out with. They that. did. Yeah. yeah, they had Lindsay Wixon run over, run all over um, the south of Italy. Incredible. I think in Naples. Um, uh, with these like with the I think they're called like, gators. I fucking love yeah. that. I give me re- I, again going back to this like impracticality of like just the absurdity of things. Yeah, like, just yeah, like throw if, on something wacky and like head out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. But the 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 kiss boots. I we were talking about the price of how do how do you because you know at the end of the day we are the ones as the buyers mm-hmm. we're the ones that that's why it's called a suggested retail price yeah. because it's what the owner suggests the price should be sure we deem it to be worth whatever Worthy it is of that. yes mm-hmm. so to me I'm like you know because my assistant is like you need to own a pair of kiss boots and I'm like I already have the Balenciagas you know mm. it's the same shape mm-hmm. Demna made it uh, he debuted that shape for his first menswear collection or as as his first collection as creative designer for Balenciaga mm-hmm. and it's the kiss boot is that I mean it's like it doesn't similar, have the loose yeah. side heel and I'm like yeah I get it but I'm just like but also as someone that collects the Marc Jacobs Kiki boots yeah it starts to get at what point do you have too many platforms yeah <laughs> I know. Which can, can you have too many platforms? You can. I think you I, can. You can. I, I. I always and people always are are like my no my no one will believe me when I say that I'm a minimalist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as I sit here with my bright pink dog, you yeah. know. But I'm like, if you're gonna have an impactful anything, make sure that it is the one that you grab before there's the giant one, you know, like the big earthquake. Like, yeah, what are you going to... Before the pterodactyls what are come. You, before the tsunami warning. <laughs> what are you going to grab? I'm what not going to grab? grab five pairs of Kiki boots, to be honest with you, Brooke. I don't... You know, I... I, I don't have that many left. I have... Uh, oh, really? I only have two pairs left. <gasps> oh, well, that's great. You've sold them. That means I've sold them. That's that means great. that they're, like, actually living their lives. I was going to say, they're out in the world they're and they're out. being loved yeah. and enjoyed. Precisely. Or, wow, you know? that's great. I mean, it's a stunning shoe. I love the Kiki. Yeah. I really do. I love the Kiki. I love... I, like... I enjoy the Kiki more, I think, than the Kiss Boot. Um, but we have to know where it comes from, too. You yeah. Know? Oh, for I feel sure. Like, like the Kiki, it's not like if we now I want like now I'm I'm focusing my attention on Paco Rabanne from like the oh seven, you know, yep. uh, like the, the shoes that he made for Carmen Miranda. Like that's I'm like, if we're I want that now. Yeah. You know, like I'm you like, go okay, through phases you do and, go through phases Yeah, and different things excite you. Yeah. And, no, I totally feel that. Yeah, there's something. And but I, as a short person, I, <laughs> you, you like a platform. <laughs> I'm here for a platform. I also love a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I, what I exclusively wore. What I like during my last buying trip to London. <gasps> I ate, fun. I exclusively wore, and that was, it was stupid. I like. I, what did you wear? Balenciagas. Like throughout oh. the entire trip, I'm like, can you? I. I was dying. <laughs> I, I was, was like, say, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but you know what? I did it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I committed. And, and you it, looked great. 
<laughs> I'm sure you look I might great. still be suffering from <laughs> <laughs> You're like my feet are mangled. I have to go to the <laughs> mm-hmm. my inverted knee. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, as someone that's really short, I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying this resurgence in in crazy footwear. Yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy fun. tall footwear. Yeah, the tall footwear. I it's interesting because like you know looking at the looking at the Rick Owen show and like of course I I love shoes shoes um I love shoes and so I'm always looking at the sh- at the footwear. And I was like, all right, so here's like an updated version of the kiss boot, yeah. and here's this flat boot, and you know, um, there's something about the flat boot that I think I'm just seeing so much more of that shape everywhere mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I was kind of looking at it, and I thought, you know, remember the old man in Home Alone that lived across the street and was like really scary. To Kevin McAllister, and then it turns out that he's like a good guy, um, and he's not as like you know he didn't murder his family like you know oh, like the they kids thought. Purported, yeah, yeah. So he wears these like knee high snow boots okay. in the film, um, and it's it's definitely like there's there is a beauty shot. I'm not even shitting you. There's a beauty shot of these boots. <laughs> In the pharmacy when Kevin McAllister is buying the toothpaste <laughs> and then he gets spooked and he gets scared because he's, he, he's looking down at this toothpaste and then he sees this the boot boots, right? <laughs> yeah, and then right. he recognizes the boots yeah. immediately and then that's when he like runs out and they like chase him down because he's <laughs> practically stole the toothpaste. I don't I'm, know why. I'm just, I, I'm still talking about this for some reason, but. No, I love it. I fucking <laughs> love it. This is like where my mind goes. And so mm-hmm. that's my reference. Like I look at the shape and I'm like. Wait, no, that's old man. I think his name was, oh, what was his last name? I want to say like O'Malley or something. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's that boot. And I it kind of just really tickled me because I was like, wait, wh- why is that the thing that I think of? But yeah, the flat boot, um, as much as I, you know, kind of did a giggle, I don't think it's as exciting as the Kiki. Like I love, I really love this thing that's happening in menswear right now where you know, the lines are being sort of erased as far as like what's considered menswear versus what cons- what is considered women's wear. Um, it's obviously a sign of the times. It's very exciting to see. We're seeing, you know, um, back to the Louis Vuitton show, there was, which I'm deeming like the wedding look, there was a stunning white suit that they showed with like a white uh sort of like beaded mesh skirt overlay that he wore on top of it. So it's just like this really cool stuff. There's just so much cool shit that's happening in menswear right now. But give us more platforms. Give us the absurd. I'm really curious to see what Dior has in store for us. That's always a show that I kind of, you know, try to keep an eye on. But yeah. I'm hunting the rainbow wedges right now. And I don't know if it was, (laughs) this is going to kill me because I don't remember if it was Paco Rabanne that made them and for whom. Um, But... uh, Wait, the rainbow wedges, like the Ferragamo ones? They're Ferragamo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're in the Met. There you go. They were at the camp exhibit. Oh yeah, those fucking shoes have my whole life. I, yeah. you know, there are they're beautiful. <laughs> like there are things that I would just like die to have. Yeah, that I think about when yeah. I like I'm just like late at night. I'm like, you know, who has them? Mm-hmm. Uh, the armadillo shoes from Plato's Atlantis. Mm. You know, I'm like, mm, like those. Have you ever had those in your possession? 
No, I've only put on the replicas. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what my uh, my cobbler, one of my go-to cobblers yeah. is. Uh, I think we know him. We've worked with him. On he used to Gary. Have, Gary, yes, my man Gary. Right. He <laughs> that's made, my guy. Yeah, he makes boots for the band Kiss. Yes, of course he does. Yes, he and, also made custom made all of Prince's shoes. He makes all of Dolly Parton's shoes. Yes. Gary is the shit. Gary yeah. is my guy. If if anyone asks me for a cobbler, I always tell send them to Gary. Yeah. If you guys need a cobbler, hit me up. Hit, Gary. <laughs> hit Johnny up. We will send you to Gary. He is he is the shit. Yeah. So you saw the replicas at the yeah, shop. Yeah, I saw the replicas that yeah. he 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 made because he is crazy Gary, yeah. and um, which is funny because he's so he's so put together for oh, he's he's lovely for the for the crazy things that this man is able to make, and I know. he's very he, that that's a true you know like. Uh, craftsman. Oh, you know? for sure. And these are the people that I've actually been working with. I mean, Gary is. I want to believe that that as that my, that my generation, mm-hmm. you know, the. I want to pass that down to the to the kids, basically. Yeah. You know, I want them. Like yesterday, I spent the whole afternoon studying feathers. Oh, for, with the, yeah. With the umadis, you yeah. know. For, for Were mil- you at Mother Pluckers again? Yes. Oh my god. For millinery purposes, you know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so. You know, like I, th- these are the things that uh, that we need as a right. as a society to flourish. Um, and as outlandish as that sounds, you never know when you'll need that sort of information. You oh, know, for sure. especially for the people that are listening to us, because <laughs> if you're if you're still with us and tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> uh. First, uh, what's wrong with you? And secondly, thank you because you allow us to to do this, you know, yeah. to talk about the structures of feathers and to talk about the the artistry and and why we geek out over the things that we do, you know? It's like yeah. Brooke corrected me on a platform that I've been obsessing over that I wasn't sure if it was Raban or Ferragamo, you know? And I'm like I I leave this booth, I leave the fitting room a better person because of that. Oh my God, no. You know? We kind of like touched base on this a little bit last week where it's just like, it's just so fun. It's fun to like, it's fun to talk about fashion and that's really kind of like why we started this podcast, right? And it's like, you and I barely (laughs) fucking knew each other and sweet David, our engineer slash producer was like, hey, I have these two insane friends that love clothes (laughs) and both talk a lot. Uh, Come and get in the booth, idiots. Like that's literally, and it, it's just, it's so fun. And like, you know, it, we are going to talk about some, some silly shit. We are going to be unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. Often. But, you know, when we really like get into the when we're talking about the things that we love. Right. I hope that that sparks inspiration to really whomever's listening. Yeah. And it's you know, it's like we are like a lot of this might seem sort of like inside baseball a little bit here and there. But we're going to talk about our vendors the people that we work with. Yeah. We're going to talk about the tailors and the cobblers mm-hmm. and, you know, the button the button guy downtown. And we're going to talk about, you know, 
the milliner Wait, and the Wait, you know Freddie person. the Button Guy? I mean... <laughs> 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 yeah, well, we are. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, and we're going to tell these like insane <sighs> fucking stories about like, you know, whatever dumb job we're on and whatever. I love my job. but like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you now? I tell really, us how you really but feel. But that's the nah. thing. Like our- no, I was, I was complaining to, yeah, to David earlier during, we, 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 while we were waiting for you to arrive. Well, they were waiting on me because I was running late. <laughs> because you were sorting out your, your duties as a stylist. Yeah. You know, and I forget that people come to me for an opinion why people come to me for an opinion on things you know uh and david was like because i was uh begrudgingly begrudgingly uh, responding to a an interview last Mm -hmm. night for vogue oh that's right yeah and i love i mean yo i at this at this point i'm so thankful that vogue has changed you know it Mm -hmm. it definitely i i feel so special every time that I get contacted by a, a member of the press, but it was one particular question that I like really was like grading, you know, like it was like nails against the chalkboard talking about celebrity culture and trends and, mm. you know, trend forecasting. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, trends is the word trend is such a it's such a <laughs> dirty word. Well, yeah, you said that last week too. That it 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 is that thing of where I think what did you say? You were like, you know, it it exudes this idea that it's like if you know, it's like yeah, it's like if you're not of the trend, then you're out of yeah. trend. And it's like, what the fuck even is a trend? Mm-hmm. Um, and people do look to us to, you know, one know what the trends are, right. two set those trends right. often, um, and just sort of like obviously like be in the know and you know just sort of like live that (laughs) live that life but it's like yeah it's like I think both you and I kind of as we are paying attention to these things we also are both sort of challenging those ideas right yeah because it's like it's not really we were just talking about like Louis Vuitton and all of these shows and all Mm -hmm. these you know, all of this stuff that it's like, okay, but like, what's exciting? Yeah. It's the weird. It's the kooky. It's the camp. It's the, you know, it's people that are, people that are pushing boundaries, people that are ch- challenging the status yeah. quo, um, you know, people that are tearing down these like bullshit patriarchal institutions of fashion. Yeah, absolutely. And the world. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. one of the, one of the questions that I was that I enjoyed. I yesterday night. I I, uh, I go back to this interview because I'm like I don't want to do this. Like I don't want to yeah. talk about Trompeloy anymore. I don't want to talk about John Pagotier's mesh. Like can we yeah. please talk about something else? Can we talk about his suiting? Can we talk yeah. about his pinstripe moments? You oh know? my god! Like, but oh my god! One of the questions, and I'm also you know I go back to the <laughs> the like my my schooling. You mm-hmm. know I'm like. Well, be polite, you know. I, oh, of course. I was supposed to be a diplomat for my country, so I'm like, <laughs> still approach everyone that you talk to in these in this manner, you know. So, you know, one of the best advices, one of the best piece of advice that I ever got was never answer an email when you're upset. 
Sure. Never answer a text message when you're upset. Never go to bed angry. Never go to bed angry mm-hmm. in a deeper, more, you know, existential, uh, how do I say this, interpretation of the world. But yesterday I was like, okay, let me please find the silver lining of this entire interview, you know? Yeah. Let me see what I can, like, g- grab a hold of, of, of whoever's listening and, and, and tell them, you know? And one of the questions was, where should people look for vintage Jean-Paul Gaultier? How can they check if the pieces are authentic, mm. you know? And I'm like, there's no secret vault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> News um, flash. <laughs> I'm like, there's no, there's yeah. no secret vault of anything, you know? There's no... Yes, there's a trove of oh sure on of 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 Gautier that has yet that has yet to be discovered. You know, um, we talk about the apocryphal woman with her closet that doesn't know who she ha- that doesn't know what she has. You know, mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. um, or that it's been passed down from from one generation to the next. I you know that's what I that's what I mentioned in 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 the interview. I was like, there's no, I'm not. What I know is because I've been studying for the past 10 years yeah. of my life, you know? Yeah. I'm like, if you ever find yourself in a vintage store in the middle of nowhere or even here in L.A. and and you bypass a shirt that has no label, it could be... it, it could, And if you've done the research, mm-hmm. it could be your lucky day, mm-hmm. you know? The things mm-hmm. that I've been able to find... Yep. Just because of the inclination, you know, and and the the need to immerse myself, yeah, you know, to you know what you know what you're looking at, and to offer my clients better, like Andre Leon Talley. Mm-hmm. That's why I love and the parallel the parallels between you know that I found between Andre and and the schooling that I that I'd had, you yeah. know, like yeah. the the foray in in fashion and stumbling it upon in Paris, and I'm like. Let me learn. So I don't know. I just like, if anything, I I just urge our listeners to go crazy. Go like delve really deep in. You like Comme des Garçons, Lumps and Bumps. Find out why it was so seminal. Find out (laughs) why years later, decades later, these are going to, this is like what what Mm -hmm. is going to form you. This is why we do the things we do. You know, I think like, (laughs) <laughs> my background in biology <laughs> like, uh, really sparked my curiosity in, in, in knowing how even why things function the way that they do. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's like, um, I mean, well, biology. Hello. Uh, you look at you look at fashion almost like as a scientist, right? Like <laughs> yeah. a scientist or like an intellectual, like <laughs> the same as Leon, right? It's like you look at and you want to know everything about it. You want to do the research. You want to know like every little bit of construction and detail and why was that decision made? And it's very, yeah, it's very scientific. And it's just, it's really fucking cool. It's cool, isn't it's it? It's really fucking cool. Yeah. It's really cool because out of that, it's like putting together the ingredients to something, you For know, sure. and what are you going to, because I, 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 I yeah. can go on and on and on. And on. Today, oh, but I, I think, I think that that, you know, I think that you hit on something really interesting because it's like, you know, looking at, let's say, you know, whatever, look five. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> look five from a collection or whatever uh-huh. you're looking at. If you are at a vintage shop and you're going through the racks and whatever and you pull something out and you're like, oh, I like this. Yeah. It's like, but why? And you know, let's not let's also not turn a blind eye to the fact that we do like to indulge in trends. Oh yeah. <laughs> we like to indulge oh, in honey. these things, you know? And, and Oh my gosh, your colored jeans in the early like 2010s? I Come think, on. They could be back. That's a, it's <laughs> like And this is a thing, you know, it's like this is why I was taken aback so uh by the tapestry and the jacquards of the Louis Vuitton show. Yeah. Cuz I'm like, bruh, go to any Goodwill in oh. any country, or I mean, sorry, in any county in the United States, you're gonna have that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna find it, and you will find and it. You know what the beauty, the the, the beautiful part about this is, because I I experienced that. You know, I I grew up with very little money, and uh, when I made it to Paris as a student of political science, I remember um, going to the thrift stores, you know, and buying, and that's where I found. That's how I. That's where I found my first furs. I found oh my, my gosh, you know, yeah. and they were like 20 euro. And I remember that the school that I went to, I went to Sciences Po and it was a it's a very aristocratic school, like the the best, the kids of Paul. It's like the the Yale of France basically. Oh my you god. Know? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I just I went because I wanted to be a a diplomat, you know, and then yeah. it was my grandma's dream for for me forever and I was like, fine. I, I guess I'll do it just by exploring, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we always say and, and this could be applied to everything. You know, necessity is the mother of invention. You don't have the money for something. Mm, try see. Can you make it? Yeah. You know, can you? And this is what I loved about. And this is why I love Vivian Westwood mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. because, yes, the company as a because she, she's now a. She's she's she is who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, has evolved and has changed from the time that she was making tank tops on her kitchen table with Malcolm McLaren. Yep. Uh, with chicken bones. Um, but the ethos and the the essence is still there. You know, I, 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 I I'm a fervent believer that you can have it all. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm like a, and I'm I'm about to cry because that's I don't that's what Andre exemplified. You know, yeah. like yeah. in in this in he it it's this knowledge that no one can take away from you what you know and the facts mm-hmm. and the, the most trivial things. This is why I love, and I think we always go back to this: the love hate relationship with social media. You oh, know, yeah, it's allowed yeah. us to find each other. Yeah, it's allowed mm-hmm. us. It's allowing us to do this now. Yeah. Um, and uh, but <laughs> it trolls exist. You know? Oh my god. So, but yeah, that's that. No, we're not gonna. We're not even gonna taint this beautiful <laughs> session <laughs> with the TikTok trolls. Oh anyway, my god. No, but we're right. Wait. Any last closing? No, I mean, you know, this has been an interesting episode because, you know, I mean, obviously there's just like an umbrella of sadness, but also just like gratitude, you know, for this giant that we lost. Right. Yeah. And I it's this thing, you know, it's like we kind of talked about this a little earlier and it's like, okay, like, how are you honoring his legacy? Mm -hmm. And like. You know, as someone who was so inspirational to so many people, how are we going to, 
use everything that, you know, he taught us that we, you know, all of the laughs that we laughed. Yeah. Wear <laughs> like, whatever you want. Wear whatever you want. Don't judge, but... Study. Critique. Oh, yes, exactly. You know? For sure. Critique. Yeah. Know what you're talking about. Know what the fuck you're talking Please. about. Please. Baby. Please. You better have some backup receipts. Please. For your own good. <laughs> for your own good. Especially when those TikTok girls come for you. As long as you have got, your receipts. I got blogged by someone <laughs> that came onto my page on TikTok. Because I was uh, I was showcasing this insanely rare beanie that I found from Jean-Paul Gaultier's Autumn Winter 1993. Yeah. Uh, with the horns. Yes, with the horns. Which Burberry is now... Um, oh, no, uh, sorry. Givenchy. Well, who's coming up with the horn Burberry, right? With the horn uh, bucket hats? Someone sent it to me and they were like, oh my God. They were like, wait, this is... Well, the in Louis Vuitton, which is interesting, Louis Vuitton has the like... Virgil did like the spiky... It's like more of like almost like a fox ear on the side Cute. of his hats. Like uh-huh. it's not necessarily like a horn, but it's that... He, which he's done before. It's this like exaggerated like... Givenchy. Oh. So mm-hmm. Givenchy, well, right? I know. We... I think everyone knows my thoughts on Givenchy, <laughs> but... Givenchy. Not necessarily the house, but the current creator. <laughs> the current director. director. How dare you speak ill of Uber? Um, yeah. but okay, so those fucking beanies, right? I'm like, I've been obsessing over these beanies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, someone that I met at a party a long time ago, uh, we became uh, friends, mm-hmm. and um. Uh, he told me that he had a, a collection of Gautier that he needed to get rid of. Sure. And I'm like, just send it, to whatever. Yeah. Purchased the beanie from him. And then I'm, I, the, the more research I was doing, I found out that the beanie is actually cataloged at the at the Costume Institute at the Met. <gasps> oh, incredible. I thought it's shit that I love that I go crazy yeah. over, you know? Yeah. So I put that up and then um, I had someone comment and they were like, um, oh, like I could have made this, you know. And you're like, cool, then do it. I and don't I'm like, then care. do it, please. Like that's that's <laughs> you know that's the backing that I that yeah. I that I want, you know. And I'm yeah. like, if you're gonna shit on something, can you do it better? I was gonna say, do it, but do it better. Do it better, please. Yeah. I challenge you. Let's all challenge each other. Yeah. To be better. Yeah, that's the thing. And like. Ay, 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 the trolls. Yeah, you know. Oh, and then they blocked me because I called them out on it. Ah. I was like, but in a very nice, I mean, in a in a polite oh, manner. Oh, but that's the thing. It's like they're so just like, coming around to stir stir up trouble. Yeah, which I then had to thank them because I'm like, yo, dude, keep this going. I'm like, sure. you're only getting me more views on this fucking video. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then we made it into a joke, you See? know? There you I go. Like, I don't know. I think next time we can talk about... Um, I don't know, maybe marketing or... Yeah, okay, so again, we kind of brushed on this uh, again, yeah, uh, last episode. We have some really cool shit coming up for you um, this year, you guys. This this week, it was kind of a little, again, sort of like a mishmash of stuff, um, but obviously there were some important things that we wanted to talk about, um, but just because, you know, we weren't recording on our normal day, we kind of got thrown into... Um, thrown into which we were about to postpone i feel like if we don't keep on going we're not oh yeah no we're no we are i i think that we're on a roll um (laughs) but yeah we have some really cool stuff coming up for you guys and yeah we are you know we're gonna keep obviously like talking about menswear and talking about the shows and you know kind of giving you guys a look into you know what our day-to-day on our jobs look like we're gonna have some interviews like it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun Johnny and I have talked a lot about being our own bosses and being 
owners of small businesses. And I think those conversations are also something that we're really looking forward to getting into is just sort of, you know, sort of like nitty gritty own in your own business, which, yeah, it takes a lot of time and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of um, panache. Uh, but you can do it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely feasible. Oh, for sure. And yeah. so, yeah, so I, we've got some really cool shit coming down the pike. And um, yeah, thank you guys again for joining us in the fitting room this week. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for coming to the fitting room. You can find me on Instagram at stylistbrook. You can find Johnny on Instagram at pachuga underscore vintage. And you can find us at fittingroompod.com.